0: Sound running when you're ready. Hello, my name is Adam Elliott and I'm the director of that very overrated short film, Harvey Crumpet. When I started stop motion 20 years ago, I was told I was pursuing a dying art form. Not so apparently. If anything, it's having a renaissance. Of course, it's all about good stories well told but it's undeniable the success of Ardman has helped the art form thrive, even here in little Melbourne at the bottom of the earth. I spoke with the founders of Ardman to find out what makes Ardman so magical. Peter Lord and David Sproxton were two inseparable school kids and made their first animation when they were just 12. Their first paid gig surfaced with the BBC. Here's David.
1: We've got a kind of break, really, with this producer. The show was actually recorded in Bristol, here. And that's actually why we were in Bristol, to be honest. Uh, we kind of followed, as we were, followed the money. Uh, we thought, oh, animation's kind of 2D. It's classical, drawn stuff. And we'd come up with this character who was a complete idiot uh, of a character. And we'd been playing with words at school. Um, the word aardvark, we couldn't find another word with more A's in it than aardvark. And we thought, this is a hilarious word. What about an odd man? We should have probably put M A N actually. We did this little sequence. And the BBC actually bought it for the grand sum of about twenty-five quid. And we got a check. And we thought, well, we need to open an account for this thing. And we thought, well, let's call it Ardman. And Ardman Films, Man, Ard Man, and uh Ardman animations, let's call it that as a laugh.
0: Ten years later, a star was born and Morph became a cult TV children's series.
1: We just started playing around with clay work. Pete was a natural sculptor and I think he really loved bringing this little character to life. I mean there was real delight, the fact you could take a lump of clay, animate it, give it character, give it real life, do things with it.
0: But we'll talk about Morph later. Everybody knows the moon's made of cheese. Over the years, Ardman has collected along the way a terrific assortment of creative souls. Nick Park, of course, was a wonderful addition to the Ardman family. I had this idea about an English
2: guy who builds this rocket in the, and the joke was he builds it in the basement of his house. I was thinking he may have a pet, probably a cat. I started drawing a cat, but as soon as I started making the clay model it, a dog just was easier to make. I'd bitten off more than I could chew with, with Grande Al. The script was about 20 pages long, and there was one paragraph that just said, there is now a sequence where Wallace and Gromit build a rocket. That paragraph took me a year and a half to film. <laughs> I got very disillusioned at times. and had absolutely no money at all. I was living in a grotty little bed in Cricklewood. But I had to fulfil this vision, this film I had in my head.
0: And so Peter Lord invited Nick Park to finish off his student film A Grand Day Out with Aardman's help.
2: He was building the sets, making the puppets, doing the animation, just kind of doing everything because that's how it used to be
0: back in the day. Nick Park was nominated for an Oscar for Grand Day Out, but he didn't win. He beat himself with his other masterpiece, Creature Comforts. This was an Academy Awards first, and since then Nick has collected quite a few more Oscars.
2: I feel very secure. (laughs) And uh, well looked after, very well looked after, and I'm not worried about anything. I know, whatever happens, they'll look after me and put me where I ought to be. Me and a journalist went out trying to find people who were not that happy with where they are. The Brazilian Jaguar guy, and he hated the food and the weather and the, his little flat, and, and he stole the show, really. If you
1: try to compare the situations
0: and the environment that you live here with the environment or, or that you live in Brazil, there is a big difference. Here, you live in a very small...
2: The polar bears always made me laugh. Uh, they they were a family that ran the corner shop around the corner from the studio. We told the youngest one, Andrew, don't be shy, say what you think. And so he had he felt this obligation just to say anything. Just <laughs> started talking about lion
0: steak. My favourite food is uh, I'm afraid to say steak. I uh, um, I, I go along maybe I'll get a nice um, do you like lions as well then? Do you like steak and chips with lions with it? Not with lions, Andrew, no. I don't like lion steak. I, I prefer the ordinary steak.
2: The British humour, I think. Things are cool because they're not. We just are British. I think we know, cynically, how we could get a bigger box office but we don't do that we try to remember what comes naturally to us and do I th- that I think we've evolved to our full potential I used to be a chaser myself some days I can move man this Is the next day I can't do anything I've
0: got to win this time
2: I'm not sure of the ethics of it at all you know of using people in this way <laughs> you know it's, it's an odd thing and then making them into animals you know, what the heck you know it's funny I
1: think when you look at you know Creature Comforts for example you know what Nick did with that film was just staggering the, the humanity and the sense of heart that he brought to those, those characters in such a simple way. I try
2: to spend as little time in here as possible. With a, if I can't actually get out
0: and about. I sort of escape into books and things. Supported by a team of artists with boundless creativity, Aardman have evolved into a very broad company and there really isn't a form they haven't tackled, from shorts to features and everything in between. They've become a laboratory of artistic experimentation and excellence in stop motion and other forms of animation. Forty years ago, they never imagined what the studio would become.
1: When we started, our ambitions probably were to fulfil that kind of before the six o'clock news slot on children's television. There was a kind of buffer slot, five-minute animated films, and that was kind of what we thought would be the zenith of our career, to be honest. The advertising world was a completely closed door. We had no idea, A, how you started. It seemed to be some kind of wonderland that you needed a magic key to enter. So we got a couple of calls and we thought, well, we should kind of make hay while the sun shines. We'll be, we thought we'd be in and out of fashion in terms of the advertising industry in, I don't know, six months or a year. Much to our amazement, the advertising works continue to this day. And it's actually, for quite a while, it proved the kind of financial backbone for the company.
0: What do you think of that then, Gromit? Eh? Our paying guest?
1: Ads are an opportunity to do stuff that you wouldn't normally do. The best one's us quite hard. You know, it's the best fully funded filmmaking academy you can get.
0: Well, that's it for part one. Coming up, we're going to talk about the process of stop motion and how from little things, big things grow.